Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash awesome. Just kidding. (laughs) Forward slash podcast. We've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Disclaimer and newsflash, we are not your therapist. Welcome to the game. We are just educating you and that is it. Do not take what we're saying as a life-changing situation. Please just enjoy the program, sit back, relax, and thank you for being here. Hi folks, Gordon Brewer here, and if you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the Practice of Therapy podcast, which is part of the SiteCraft network of podcasts, and I'm so proud to be part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan and the Shrink Think podcast and the great work they are doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the Practice of Therapy podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join us as we explore the business and clinical sides of running a private practice. And be sure to check us out at practiceoftherapy.com for all the great resources and free webinars to help you in your own private practice journey. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think podcast and also welcome back Nathan from his travels abroad outside of Oregon. That was gone for two months. It it felt like two months, (laughs) seriously, just traveling, driving across the country to take his daughter to college. Yeah, it was was the worst drive ever. Yeah, so he's very excited to be sitting in an office, not driving, although do you still feel like you're... Moving? No, I stopped. I stopped feeling that last Tuesday. (laughs) I got home on Saturday. (laughs) Took a couple of days. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually only gone for uh, altogether. I think it was ten days. Actually, yeah, it seemed like forever though. So we're excited to be back here, back together. We're going to be talking about remorse today, actually, and it's kind of funny as we were kind of setting this up, we we're like, okay, we're remorseful. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, we're not. We're the hosts. We're talking about remorse. You guys are the ones that are remorseful. If you're listening and we're going to help you know just how remorseful you need to be. That's right. It's time to feel guilty, everyone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but also please listen and don't leave us a review after this. <laughs> listen to a different episode that you were like, oh, that was really good. After I, you go to the swag shop. Yes. After you go to the swag shop. <laughs> So this came up in talking with a few different clients this week, just in thinking about how um, people do like apologies and like, like there's some sort of a, an argument has happened. And it can just be if you're a single person and you've you know got somebody else in your life, family member, friend, coworker, whatever. But it came up as people were kind of going through some of this apology reconciliation process, if you will, you know, something happened and they got an argument or whatever, they got to repair it. And as I was listening to several of these people talk, they were kind of explaining how they went through the apology, which we've done an episode before on an apology, which I think I kind of structured that out. This is different from that because it's not just how to apologize. It's like, I guess, kind of what's the heart of 
reconciliation or repair when you've wronged somebody or there's something has happened. In a certain sense, it's kind of like, what do you need to focus on? What do you need to see in order to really help the other person heal and, I guess, be recovered from your standpoint? It's up to them to do whatever they're going to do with it. But at least from this standpoint, you've done what you needed to do to see and acknowledge the thing that needs to be seen and acknowledged. So we're going to help you look deep into the heart of the pain and acknowledge it. It's not like the eye of Sauron. Don't worry. (laughs) Oh, my word. It might feel like Lord of the the Rings reference. Very casual. It might feel like it in the moment when you're like acknowledging that. But so we're going to just talk about remorse and how to do that well today. I think a couple things. One is that this is about remorse is coming from something that you did. You did to somebody else or said or you said something and it can be something as small as you're joking around and it's not a joke to the other person. And you kind of realize all at once, like, okay, like that was too soon, bro. You know, oopsie daisy. <laughs> right. Or it could be something like really bad, um, which I guess there's a laundry list of that. And, and I think we were talking about this last night and kind of how the similarities or whatever came up is I was telling Aaron about how the people that I was working with, they were talking about repair. It was, and this is kind of how we do episodes. A lot of times we'll be talking and be like, what did you go through this week? And then you get these themes that come up and the people that I was working with, there was two different clients that kept saying they were sorry all the time, like over and over and over and over and over and over. Like, they're like, well, I just want to let you know that I really am sorry. You know, that kind of thing. And that's not reparative. Yeah. And very similarly, I was, you know, hearing from people who were like very adamant and I think honestly, very sincere about the thing that they had said or they that they had done. And they were like, oh, but I acknowledge it. And I said, oh, I shouldn't have done that thing. And I'm really sorry that I did that thing, you know, and it's kind of like, so we're good. And it's like, <laughs> check, <no>. please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Check, please. OK, so I'm sorry I did that. And let's order some orange juice this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we figured that one out. (laughs) We can move on now. I feel so much better. (laughs) And that actually, the way that you said that is, is actually the problem because both in both situations where, where you're saying you're sorry all the time, or you're doing something more weird, like what you were talking about. I mean, I think nobody does that. Not not that bad. But like, but at least acknowledging what you did and saying like, okay, this is the thing that I did. I I get it. I shouldn't have done that. And I'm sorry. I was just, you know, concerned about this and it hurt you or I was insensitive and I'm sorry. Even something just as simple as that, that is, it's good, right? You're taking responsibility for, for yourself, but that's kind of where I was going. Like if I, you know, exaggerate and dramatize it, it's kind of like, Okay, glad I took care of that. I feel better. That's kind of what you're saying when you're when you're doing that. And you're also d- saying that you're also trying to have that happen when you're saying you're sorry 300 times. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bippity boppity boo, and we're done. <laughs> Another person goes like, "Wow, you should feel great. I really accept your apology. <laughs> right. I hope you feel a lot better about <laughs> hurting me. <laughs> I hope it- <laughs> I accept your apology. You should feel great." <laughs> i'm still like bleeding inside but i'm glad you feel better thank you for everything that's all i needed if you would have not injured me and then said you were sorry that that would have even been better (laughs) anyway yeah so so it's like what do you do with that remorse right so with one family that i was working with um a while ago i don't know how long ago 
the issue came up about this because what they were talking about is telling their children. And this is super common. All of you listening want to be good parents, I'm certain, or else you, I mean, the type of person listening to this show is going to want to be a good parent. If you don't want to be a good parent, can you please stop listening to our <laughs> show? Because we're just going to like aggravate you. <laughs> Crap, I have to keep caring for these little suckers. They keep showing up like maggots eating everything I got. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, little parasites. Anyway, God, find a soul. different show to leech <laughs> off of. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, how they were looking at it is, they've got these kids that are coming in and saying like, "Well, I said I was sorry, so that's fine. We're moving on." And they had to kind of agree with that because of the system that they set up. So on the one hand, everything is age dependent, right? You do need to teach your children how to repair a relationship from the standpoint of like, okay, this is what you do. This is what you say. This is what happened. So this is what, and this is what you did. And this is how it affected the other person. And now that means you need to say you're sorry because that helps out. Like we're talking a kid that's a toddler, right? Three, maybe four. At some point in there, you actually need to help them empathize, which is where the remorse comes in. I know that you're doing it. I would just say that I, I'm sure that you're trying that. I think the the thing that I run into that's different that I that I will tell people to consider and as I will put it to camp on little campers, campy camp, um, is the idea of how the other person feels. So you don't you don't just tell them that hurt them and you should feel bad about it. Because with empathy, as we've talked about in a previous show, you have to get into the mindset of what the other person is. Now with a kid, that can be kind of hard, right? But but it's actually not as hard as you think. All that you might want to do is, is just say to your kiddo, how do you think they feel? And like think is a cognitive thing, right? So they they will naturally, without even whatever, they'll go into their head and they'll say, I don't know. Like, okay, but you saw them, right? What did they look like? Well, they were crying. Okay, do you believe that they were sad? Do you think they were mad? What? And this is the kind of process you go through. It's a longer process, right? Because as a parent, you want to typically move on. I mean, you do want to deal with the issue, but you do want to move on. And these these things take a little bit more time. Yeah. And, and to kind of take that a little bit further, what you're also saying positionally, and when I say positionally, I mean um, between the two people. So I'm sitting across from Nathan as we're recording this. And so if you think about moving like from one person, me, you know, from my back toward my chest and then from my chest toward Nathan and then toward his chest and then beyond his chest, you know, to his back, like from me to him. Positionally, what you're doing is you're moving uh, from in your perspective. If you're the the person that caused the harm or did the thing, you know, said the, the words that were harmful, you're moving positionally from you out of yourself out of your own perspective, your experience, your feelings, and toward the other person. It's not just getting into their shoes, like that's what empathy would be. It's like you're seeing it from their point of view or understanding how they experienced it or understanding and validating, you know, ultimately how they um, felt the harm, the impact of what you did. It's not just that, but it's also then you seeing that thing and acknowledging that thing in them. So it's not just being in their shoes, right? And feeling Mm -hmm. it. It's also then coming back into your own seat, you know, back away from Nathan, back toward me 
And then it's saying, oh, I see that eye of Sauron that I don't want to see that I caused. Right. I understand how I hurt you. And I did that. That's like that's tough, right? It's moving out of yourself into the other person's point of view and recognizing that you're the one that caused that harm. I mean, that's it's one thing to just say like, oh, I did this thing. Right. But you don't have to positionally get into the other person's um, shoes to empathize. But if you do empathize and it's like, oh, I can imagine you felt this way. That's a good second step. Right. But then this remorse thing that we're talking about today is also that third step, which is and I caused that pain in you. Right. And then, it's, of course, it's admitting it and, and then saying you have to you really do have to say that I caused that. It's that's kind of where you start when you're when you're actually verbalizing it out. Because it's an acknowledgement that it's a validation, really, that you're validating, like, I, I see what I did here. But it's, you can't prove that you understand what you did without remorse. Remorse helps to evidence that you understand what you did and how it affected the other person. It's why it is reparative, because the other person can believe that you actually do care and that you did not want to do that. Like, that's not who you are either. And so it has the possibility to move forward. And I say possibility because sometimes this doesn't end up working out like that friendship could be gone in some situations. Yeah. Depending on, <clears throat> on what happened or what you did, obviously, you know, that can it can be like too much. You're like, but I said, I'm sorry, or I really understand. You know, it's like, well, the damage was just so great or whatever. But to your other point, too, there's a part of it where if you're saying this reminds me of like um, when somebody admits to being wrong or like they say they're sorry. Um, like especially kids or whatever, when they admit that it's kind of like as a parent, it's you're wondering, like, are you sorry that you did that thing because it was wrong and it hurt your little sister? Or are you sorry that you got caught? <laughs> right. right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm sorry. I wish I hadn't done that because I wouldn't <laughs> then I wouldn't like be grounded for a day. I'm sorry that I'm not allowed to keep playing. Right now. <laughs> exactly. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> that's again, it's about that's a, that would be about yourself. So this is also positionally moving you away from being sorry that I did that thing. And I feel bad about that. Right. That's about me versus I'm sorry that I caused that pain in you and I care about your feelings. I care about your experience. I care about you as a person and I see that I hurt you and that's what I'm sorry about. That's yeah. actually really tough to do. Yeah, it is tough. And as I'm as we're working through this, I think it is really helpful to do it through the lens of helping your children because I think it's help, helpful for all of us as well. Because the other thing that happens when you're when you're sitting there with the kid is as they start to feel it, as they do start to now, all of a sudden they feel scrutinized. They feel like this is not going to be with every kid. Some kids are going to be a little more. I don't know what what maybe the word mature could be in there. I'm not sure. It, it's largely personality, but a kiddo might be like, wow. And they might be like, I am really, I do see that. And I'm sorry. And they kind of get there. Some kids are going to feel like, like, what are you trying to do? Like, I, I'm, and they get mad and they want to leave because they are overwhelmed by that emotional experience. And I, I want to broaden this, not to just children. We can use kids as an example. Um, but what you're I love that you're actually using children because it's <laughs> so bad. it's so simple. Right. As an example, um, because I always say adults are just grown up children. And so the things that you're describing, Nathan, actually, this is what adults will do as well. Just in an adult version of that. Right. They might try to get defensive or make excuses or get out of it and be like, well, what you know, but you 
they might get, you know, mad in that way. Also, children and adults may also go to shame. When you see genuinely that you've hurt somebody like that, you may actually then have some message that comes up in you that says, I am such a bad person. I am horrible. I'm awful. How could I have done that? And that's something you also don't want to do because then you're still making it about yourself. It actually is very challenging to kind of like walk that tightrope of looking somebody in the eyes Mm -hmm. and seeing their pain and acknowledging that you caused this and and then allowing yourself to feel it without running away from that feeling, without justifying it, excusing it, shutting it down, just tolerating it. And that's usually when I like personally, when I can when I do this myself, that's when I start really feeling a remorse. I can feel bad or, you know, before that. But when I'm looking at somebody that I've hurt in the eyes and I can see the pain and I'm just sitting with it and I'm like, oh, this is bad. Like, I feel really bad. I see and I want to run away as as fast as possible, as much as possible. But the best thing to do is just sit in it. And it it really does kind of feel like you you potentially are like sort of taking a beating like you're in court and you're just like, yes, your honor, I'm guilty. And then whatever they say, whatever sentence is like, yep. That's what I get because I did that thing. It is hard. There's no way around the hardness, basically, is what it is. And 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 really, when we were starting in the beginning talking about, you know, from the perspective of people keeping saying I'm sorry all the time or making it about themselves, it's an action of a movement to get away from the depth of the difficulty because it is hard, right? So having slowing down is actually important. And I think you know, speaking of the, you know, the kids through the lifespan of adults, you know, a lot of times I think that's probably why it actually is harder for like for adults is because they didn't learn how to do it when they were younger. So sitting inside of that, um, in the, when you're a kid, helping your kiddo do that is powerful. It's like, take your time because this is going to be something that serves them in humanity for the rest of their life. That's right. And I think there are two kind of key things about it. I mean, talked about like sitting in it or whatever, but the kid needs to know that it's safe to do. And you as a person, if you're listening, you know, and you're struggling with this, you need to know that it is safe to hold that feeling and sit in that discomfort inside yourself. And maybe you, like you said, Nate, if you haven't, if you haven't listened, um, if you haven't been given that space, um, if you haven't learned that in your life, then you don't know that it's safe. You have these ideas in your head that it's like, oh, it's too uncomfortable. It's bad. The other person's going to like hurt me or like retaliate. And I just have to take it. And that's not true. None of those things are true. You can just sit with the feeling and it's uncomfortable inside of yourself. But allowing yourself to be in it is like, okay, I can safely hold this feeling. The other thing that it's doing, and I would say like this is like really, 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 really important and also like really good for you if you've hurt somebody and also really good for your relationship um, with the person that you've harmed is that when you, when you sit in this and you are remorseful and you're acknowledging this pain, what it does to you when you experience that is hopefully you say, wow, that is terrible. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to hurt you anymore like that. I want to be a softer, kinder, more considerate, thoughtful person. Somehow, some way, I just had some other song lyrics come up <laughs> somehow, some way <laughs> we keep coming up with anyway. therapy and stuff like every single day, <laughs> somehow, some way this stuff changes you. That's like, that's huge, right? Cause it's like, you've done something and you're looking at kind of the wreckage of what you've caused and that ought to change you to be a better person. 
Yeah, the reality is, is that as you, when you start with somebody young and you're helping them when they're little, you can help hold the space is what it's called. So when they get into that, I want to, I want to tell, I want you to note this. This is the kind of the big deal. Okay. When they get into that anger that they don't want to be there anymore, you're going to tell them things like, I know who you are. I know that you are not a bad kid. You are not a bad person. This is something that happened. There is another side to this. Like, and the other side is you just say, you, you say that you're sorry because you feel it. I can tell that you feel it. And it can be, it can be over. We don't have to keep feeling. The goal is not to like dust you into the ground, you know, that kind of idea. The goal is to help hold the space for the kid to be okay because they're probably going to break down. And they'll probably turn into tears and that kind of thing. And you might actually have to give them more space. And that's actually a really good thing. I, I'm glad you said like it can be over because when you when you feel those feelings, you you hold that that space is held for you if you've caused it and you're feeling it and you experience it and then you sort of let it out, you break down or you just let yourself feel it. It's kind of like you're allowing yourself to move through it and then move past it so that it actually on an emotional level can be done for you. Right. Mm -hmm. The situation might still be going on but you're sort of through those feelings. And that's a really good thing as opposed to you didn't really move through the feelings. And, and so you're sort of stockpiling the feelings somewhere. And then the situation might be over, but emotionally speaking, you're still stuck. Right. Right. And, and so as you're sitting there with this kiddo holding space, you would say to them, the next thing that needs to happen is you need to do what's called speaking to this. And that means that you need to say, you at some point need to say that you're sorry and apologize, but you also need to say to the best that you can what you think the other person might have felt because of what you did. And it doesn't matter if you're wrong, right? You're, you're trying, you're imagining, you're like empathizing and saying like, maybe you felt this or I can imagine you felt that, right? Right. Part of this is because of the time frame, the time issue. So meaning that you're telling the person that they, the kiddo, that they can stop. but. The next thing that needs to happen is what we were just saying. And then it gets to start to be over. And I say it like that because some kids may be so emotionally overwhelmed, they need to take the space where they go into their bedroom and cry for a while before they say it. But they still, they still have those next steps to do. So they can do the next steps then. And it's important to forecast it because as they start to get used to this space, they will move that time frame up. Maybe the next time they don't go to their room because they know okay, this is what needs to happen and it can be over. So I will do it now to get it kind of to get it over with, but it'll be the same, the same process or the same. What is it called? Uh, situation process. Yeah. The same. Pro we're going to yeah. go with it. We're going to go yeah. with it. Anyway. We'll go with it. <laughs> All right. With that, it's the best remorse podcast we've ever done. I think it's the only one. Yeah. Ever. I don't really have any. Remorse. regrets or remorse about anything that <laughs> was said or wasn't said in this episode so i feel great <laughs> all right little campers have a great day thanks for listening to our show don't forget to head over to apple podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcast to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at 
www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.